she's asked a lot, how do you deal with your husband talking about another woman? You know, of mm-hmm. course it was first wife. She's not here anymore, but, and she's like, well, listen, here's the deal. I've been so touched by the story and I know it's not about me or not about Melissa or about you. It's about Jesus. Mm-hmm. I'm not seething in the hopeless, you know, place. And, and, and I did, cause for, for a while I felt kind of hopeless, you know, after everything happened. Um, of course, God was so faithful in the midst of all that. But now you just go, yeah, that that was hard. That was difficult. You know what I mean? But God has healed that that open wound. And now there's just a scar remaining. I think that so it's the reminder that it's not the seething pain. It's not the wound that's that's seeping out still. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? God has healed that. And so yeah. you have that reminder of his faithfulness, you know. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Couple Things. With Sean and Andrew. A podcast all about couples and the things they go through. Today, we sit down with Grammy-nominated singer-songwriter Jeremy Camp and his wife, Addie. Addie Camp, who's also singer-songwriter. That's right. Uh, They have had a massive 2020. They came out with a movie. They came out with two books. Um, One of them is about their marriage, actually. It's called In Unison. And they're a really, really cool couple. They've been married 16 years, but the movie they came out with was called I Still Believe. It's all about Jeremy Camp and his first wife, who he ultimately ended up losing. That's right. And so Jeremy and Addie share an awesome perspective. Really excited to bring this to you. They also talk about what it's like to raise three kids. Yes, which Addie Camp has some incredible... um, thoughts and perspectives on so many different things. Her and I are going to be great friends. You'll also notice she has quite the accent, which I love because she's South African. That's right. So if you guys want to find out more about Jeremy and Addie, as well as their new book that they just came out with called In Unison, you can find that in the show notes or description down below. And before we get started, don't forget to subscribe to the show and rate it on whatever platform you're listening on. We really appreciate it when you do that. Let's go ahead and jump into this one with Jeremy and Addie. All right, as a kid, I used to love when my parents would sit down and play a game with us or do any activity. And right here in our hands, we have the KiwiCo box, which is the activity of all activities for young kids. The colorful chemistry set, to be specific. So with Drew and Jet and Bear, we try to have really intentional playtime. And that's hard because they're all different ages and kind of in different developmental kind of phases of life. I love with KiwiCo that each month we get boxes specific to their ages and kind of like the activity development phase that they're in. So each box, this one's the colorful chemistry set. Um, This has to do with science, but especially with Bear, it can be really hard with a four month old to know like how to interact with him where he needs to be at four months old. And I love in these crates, they actually have cards that say, here are activities or things you can do specific to bear that will help him identify colors or whatever it is. I love KiwiCo. There's always something new for kids to discover, like learning about the science of ice cream, engineering robots, or doing science experiments, which our kids have loved recently. Sean is currently holding, as she said, the colorful chemistry kit, which has provided hours of entertainment for our kids. They look forward to their new crate every month, and this one kept him really engaged. We got to experiment with mixing oil and water, mixing different colors, and watching how different things react. It was so fun. We basically created our own little chemistry lab with the kids, and we could feel their excitement when they got to play around and mix things together. Plus, it barely made a mess, so it was really quick to clean up and to use again another day. It can be hard to find creative ways to keep your children engaged, challenged, and off their screens, but KiwiCo does the work for you, so you can spend quality time tackling projects together. 
Redefine learning with play. Explore projects that build confidence and problem-solving skills with KiwiCo. Get 50% off your first month of any crate at KiwiCo.com when you use code COUPLE. That's 50% off your first month at KiwiCo.com. Promo code COUPLE. Jeremy 80, thank you so much for joining us today. I kind of want to just start off, Jeremy. Uh, we're both Indiana natives. I don't know if you knew that, but I'm curious who your all-time favorite Colts player is. Oh, I, 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 mean, I mean, that's kind of easy. I'm sorry. I, I'm not trying to be generic, but Peyton Manning. But <laughs> ben, ben, ben Utech actually is a really good friend of mine. I mean, you probably know Ben. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. So he's a good friend of mine, but Peyton Manning, I, I'm sorry. How yeah. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's a classic, but, um, <laughs> that is funny. And then, um, yeah, we, uh, I don't think you didn't go to Purdue, but my dad's a boilermaker. We got deep Indiana roots. Oh. And yeah. It's great. What? Yeah. I know. Yeah, I'm like Drew Brees from, from Purdue and like, Oh, Oh, yeah, the Drew Brees era, man. Love that. Uh, come on, man. Dude, that's I'm like a my... huge Drew Brees fan. Oh, hey. Are you really? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Love I feel it. like we have so much in common already. You guys didn't see this because we talked about it earlier, but Indiana, California, Nashville. Kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah. We had a fun little chat before we even came on, which that was great. You made fun <laughs> of my fibers. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah. I did the deep dive research and I found all the old the old pictures and everything. We'll post that during the YouTube video. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know how your guys' day is going, but ours is a it's a little wild over here. I got hives. You probably can't see them, but we did we he did a bunch a, like Yeah, you're having an allergic reaction to something. And then I'm I ri- sure. I got a ripped t shirt here. It's like it's <laughs> that's just from me flexing though, Jeremy. Yeah, that's like, you're just yeah. you're just trying to flex. That's all you're <laughs> trying to do. I mean I do the same thing, so I, I understand. Dude, you're you are low key jacked though, man. You know, I, I don't want to show off. That's why I kind of covered it up right now. <laughs> oh, I didn't want to show you up. So. <laughs> Appreciate that. Okay, so I want to jump in because oh, I'm, I'm fascinated. We're just dudes. We can't help it. I know. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I feel like if you have any two guys on a podcast, they can just like run with sports and oh. football forever. sorry for being entertaining i don't know what else you want yeah. me to do so 80 here we go we can we can just chit chat um All right. the first question so we are talking about this it was it actually your guys's movie the i still believe it was actually recommended to us as soon as it launched by andrew's parents it was like the first movie they watched the day that um it, it came out. It came out. It premiered. March 13th, I believe. is. And yeah. Andrew is one of five. They've had every single kid and grandkid and like extended family watch this movie. It's a very powerful movie. We were curious in talking. Um, I'm just going to jump straight into like Dang. the hard question. I didn't Sorry. know, Sorry. I didn't know okay. this was coming. So <laughs> um, we were saying it's such a successful movie. It's such a powerful movie, especially given the chaos going on in the world right now. How is it for you guys having such a platform and success that relates to such vulnerable conversations and life experiences? Well, I think that going into it, I think when you put yourself out there like that, it's almost expected to have these deeper conversations. And, you know, there's a scripture that I love in Corinthians that says that um, we're called to comfort others with what we've been comforted. And so, you know, what an almost beautiful time to put this out when literally the, the song even says, even when I cannot see, I still believe. 
And I think right now everyone's kind of in this place of going, I don't, I don't know what the, it's the unknown and we have no idea what's going to happen. And that's where true trust, you know, for us, true trust in the Lord comes in. And, um, you know, we're, we're hearing stories of people saying, you know, we have been struggling with this and struggling with our faith and watching this renewed that hope within us. Because I think when you see suffering, which is a natural part of what we go through in life, I mean, Jesus, you know, promises us in a sense in John, he goes, you know, Hey, I say these things, you have peace in this world. You're going to face trials of many kinds. He goes, take heart. I've overcome the world. And so this is a story of overcoming with Jesus in the, mo- the midst of the most difficult time of my life. And so a lot of people right now are going through that, you know, the most difficult time of their life, losing jobs, you know, battling with actually the, the virus or there's even death, which is horrible and fear, anxiety. You're hearing of suicide. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. And so for me, we're just going, God, please use this to impact this generation right now and that people could truly walk out understanding that there's hope and it's only found in you. And that's kind of where, you know, this movie, how, how exciting it's been to see the fruit of that. So, um, I have another question steering off from that a little bit. And I want to come back to the movie, but talking about renewing hope in such a chaotic time, I'm curious as parents, you guys have three kids ranging in what ages? Eight to fifteen. Oh wow, that those ages scare me. We have a five-month-old, and those ages. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, but I feel like because everyone listening is going through this at the same time, we have a lot of people who are parents going with the the theme of that trying to restore hope. What do you tell your kids in a time like this? Watching a movie like you guys have put out about hardships and suffering, how do you communicate that to, to a child of, I don't know, just not, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, obviously depending on the age group, you might phrase things a little bit differently, but I know for us, we've oftentimes just talked about hard things with our kids and just encouraged them, you know, life is hard, but this isn't a sense where the rubber meets the road, you know, is this going to be, what kind of character is going to come out of us in this season? And it doesn't mean that we're not going to have hard moments or bad days or stressful, you know, I mean, who isn't at some point feeling a little crazy in being quarantined. Um, And some people I know are battling fear and anxiety. And so in a sense, just having grace for those places, but also I think that they know they're not alone in this, Mm -hmm. you know? And so we've just been, really trying to be intentional. We've been sitting and going through the book of James together and just connecting, you know, instead of just going, Hey, are you guys good? Okay, good. Let's just get through this together. We've really been stopping everything and trying to be intentional of connecting and going, okay, how are you really doing? How's your heart in this? Are you struggling? How are you feeling? And then just letting them know, like, you're not alone in this. And then also just a reminder, like Jesus said, we were going to go through hard things. But he also said, take heart because I've overcome the world. So he didn't just leave us alone in these difficulties, but he said he would be with us, with them, you know. And so just really as a family, pressing into those things together, I think has been huge for us. Well, I think it's also the awareness and telling them that God's aware of this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. he's, it's not like he's gone, oh my goodness, I had no clue this was going to happen. I think that's kind of a big part of letting your kids understand that. God's fully aware. He's still on the throne. He's still in control mm-hmm. and we can trust him even yeah. when it doesn't make sense, you know? So you guys have also been doing uh, some live stream duets. Yes. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Sean and I just got to, to pay homage to that kind of wanted to do our own right no, here. On, no, 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 You're not going <laughs> to. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, I do. I do love singing. Um, 
80, I was I was listening to the Benjamin Gate jams. Uh, Absolute nice. jams. Oh yeah. That's awesome. Um but I know you guys the the movie I still believe um about your first wife and and the amazing amazingly tragic I guess maybe is a is a is a fair way to put it. You guys have also experienced a miscarriage as well. Um and um we that that was kind of something that we share, we experienced and we shared publicly. And it was such like this, um, difficult position to be in because as you know, sharing the difficult things. And as you just said, it, it does lead to deeper conversations and to, and to, yeah. and to meaningful conversations, but it, it also is, is so tough to revisit frequently. It's like, you know, yeah. you, at, there, you know, you want to share hope every time you have that question asked and, and you have that conversation, but, how, how have you guys found navigating that and just like not, not revisiting the same emotions that you experience when it actually happened as you have these conversations going down the road? Yeah, I think, you know, a little bit, you know, I mean, I'll share just kind of from my experience of what I went through and you can kind of share, yeah. but, mm-hmm. um, you know, I've realized that, you know, when you go through a pain or a hurt, there's like an open wound, you know what I mean? So when you first have an open wound and, and everything you do looking at it or not looking at it or you rub it up against something, it's, you're going to, it's going to be hurt. But then there's a point when it actually heals up and becomes a scar. And so what happens is, you know, you don't have the open wound anymore. That's been healed, but you do, you are reminded of, of kind of the pain and what happened. You're reminded of the, of the journey you went through by looking mm-hmm. at the scar. And I think that's kind of been a lot of what I've realized through all this is that I'm not, seething in the hopeless, you know, place. And, and, and I did, because for, for a while I felt kind of hopeless, you know, after everything happened. Um, of course, God was so faithful in the midst of all that. But now you just go, yeah, that that was hard. That was difficult. You know what I mean? But God has healed that that open wound. And now there's just a scar remaining. I think that, so it's the reminder that it's not the seething pain. It's not the wound that's, that's seeping out still. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? God has healed that. And so yeah. you have that reminder of his faithfulness, you know? So. Yeah, I think for me as well, I mean, as much as there's so many difficult things in in life, and I think, especially, you know, when we went through our miscarriage, I was 14 weeks. And so we had literally waited the whole first trimester to just come out and make a big public thing. And Mm. it was literally like a couple of weeks after that, that I went in and there was no heartbeat, you know? And so it had sort of forced us into this public spectrum to have to deal with it publicly. But I think the beautiful thing of it was that there's so much power, I think, in vulnerability that people do feel like they're not alone, you know, like, Oh my gosh, that happened to you. And that was one thing I was actually shocked to hear so many people that had struggled with pregnancies and struggled with miscarriages. Cause I, up until then, in a sense was kind of clueless, I think, Mm -hmm. you know, and until it happened to me. And then it was like, Oh my gosh, there's so many people that have walked through this. And I think knowing how people got through and just seeing the faith that people had had through the different trials. And then, you know, this, God is so present in some of our most difficult things. And I really felt that it was like in my most broken hurt and sad moments, I felt God's presence so much. Um, I literally would just sit down at the piano and just play worship songs and just all my head off. And, Mm. And I just felt like God was so present in those moments in healing. And I think when we share those with other people, there's such a sweetness. Yeah. Like it's God's way of redeeming those painful things that we get to share those gifts with other people, you know, and just realize, oh my word, like I'm not the only person that's gone through this. Um, And then the hope that we share with each other, it's kind of like, okay, we're in this together. 
let's do this. Or, you know, when someone's feeling down, it's just like, it's okay, you got this, you know, you're going to make it through. Yeah. I think kind of bouncing on what you said too, of feeling like you're not alone, even with the book that we wrote, the marriage book, it's writing this to be very transparent. So we're very transparent in the book as well, sharing our struggles. You know, I mean, we don't have a perfect marriage, you know, (laughs) contrary to popular belief, you know, (laughs) and, but we basically have, been really real and transparent yeah. it's the same thing and people don't feel like they're an island like they're going mm-hmm. through this alone and so you know you find that comfort in knowing you know the new normal with that you have with somebody and so that's for sure being transparent being open yeah. is a massive part of what we have been in our journey trying to be i have a lot of questions about the marriage side of things but we want to take it back we always ask our couples how did you first meet well, I'd actually been playing with my band uh, for a few years and we were touring around and actually it was Jeremy's very first tour. It was a tour called Festival Condios. I was opening up for her, by the way. That's right. He was. <laughs> um, yeah. And so we met on, we met on tour. And our merchandise tables were set up really, really close to each other. Mm. And um, yeah. (laughs) I feel like you don't hear that very often. Our merchandise tables. (laughs) 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 Next to each other. (laughs) It's like our kids would like, we say things that people don't understand, like, where's catering? Or where's the... (laughs) The craft services. Yeah, we met on tour and honestly it was totally not love at first sight whatsoever i was in a rock really? band i didn't i didn't actually love jeremy's music and, um, <laughs> don't tell anybody but um yeah i was just i i didn't i wasn't thinking that he was the fit for me you know i was looking for something completely different and so when we met each other i think we weren't trying to impress each other at all we became friends really quickly yeah. and we're just total idiots and goofballs with each other uh, but i think because of that there was sort of a comfort level that was very quickly established and we just became close friends and i i was blown away by his testimony i'd never met anybody as young as him and had gone through so much trials and still was authentically saying you know, I don't understand why God allowed all of this to happen, but I still believe. And that absolutely blew me away. So I was very intrigued. I was asking him tons of questions. And then I was also equally intrigued with his wife, Melissa, because the same thing, her faith was so strong and she was young. You know, you don't stare cancer and death in the face and just try to think of like the most noble thing to say. Like that isn't a natural response. Really, I think what came out of her heart was authentically who she was and it was such um, faith, you know, and I was so blown away by that. So I would just sit and kind of ask him tons of questions. And then we became, you know, great friends. And then all of a sudden it was kind of like, hmm, I wonder where Jeremy is. And then I was like, <laughs> why do I even care where he is? <laughs> I gave her a note and I was like, do you like me circle yes or no? Yeah, it was perfect. It was beautiful. Very romantic. Oh, Sounds um, like George Strait style right there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I am curious. Another I just have deeper questions. I'm sorry. I'm very curious. I like that. Um, We've done episodes before on like blended families. We've done episodes before about people um, marrying into adopted kids and just all these different scenarios for families. If you don't mind me asking, I would be curious, especially for our listeners, just in different scenarios, how both of you approached marriage again 
Jeremy, you being, you having been married before and lost your wife and then 80 coming into, I don't want to say that baggage, but that already spot that's filled in his heart that you don't expect him to get rid of ever. But how, how do you blend that together and honor that from both perspectives? Yeah, I think for me personally, you know, a lot of people say, how do you do that? That was good, Sean. (laughs) 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 You know, I think people, they try to figure this out. People have been upset with me, you know, going through this movie because, you know, people like to troll on the internet. Oh, Um, yeah. Really? And I thought that, yeah, exactly. I thought that she was your your, you know, the love of your life, how could you get me married? You know, you see it that I'm like, here's the deal. God has expanded my heart. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I don't think people Whoa. understand that. It's like when you have a child and we have three now, when you first have your first child and then all of a sudden you, you realize that, Oh, we're gonna have two children. You're going, how am I going to love the second <laughs> child as much as I love my first child? Like you kind of like, we've you had know, that like, exact <laughs> thought. <laughs> and you're, what, what's amazing is your heart just goes and expands. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I think that for me, that's kind of just what happened. My heart just expanded. It wasn't a replacement. It wasn't like all of a sudden, you know, of course she's the one that God has chosen for me to walk this life through. And I'm so thankful. It's what a treasure. Um, but God expanded my heart. And that's, I think for me, how I dealt with, you know, stepping forward in that is going, okay, Lord, when I felt guilty saying, no, 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 when I'm blessed you with something, receive my blessing. And that's what I did. And I'm so thankful I did because she has been the backbone of, of this and been so supportive, you know, in, this, in the midst of me talking about my testimony. I mean, you know, sorry, I'm yapping here, but you know, she, she's asked a lot, how do you deal with, um, you know, your husband talking about another woman, you know, of mm-hmm. course it was first wife. she's not here anymore, but, and she's like, well, listen, here's the deal. I've been so touched by the story and I know it's not about me or not about Melissa or about you. It's about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the whole reason why she can stand yeah. and you can, you, you can address that even more, but yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, for me first grief changes you, you know? Mm-hmm. And so the, the man that Melissa married is different from the man that I married. Yeah. You know, when you, when you go through something, it's like we talk about, it's the new normal when you've gone yeah. through something so hard and so difficult, it changes in a sense who you are. And so I think because of that, Jeremy and my story was so different from his and Melissa's, you know, yeah. theirs was sort of the kind of this beautiful romantic fairy tale mm-hmm. And I think ours was, it almost felt a little bit more like, okay, this is real. Like we're in the gutters Mm. together. How are we going to fight our way out of this? You know what I mean? And just walk through seasons of healing and, and those kind of broken things together. But just like Jeremy said, I was so deeply touched by their story. Like literally the, the Lord used it so much to change my heart and encourage things in me. And I just remember, you know, it's not like I haven't had difficult days or insecure moments, but I just remember thinking, who am I? to stand in the way of him sharing his testimony because so many people have been touched by it and because I was touched by it. And so I, for me, I've gone, I mean, there've been many times that I'm like, share your testimony. It is so powerful of what God did. And it's, it's bigger than us. You know, like Jeremy said, it isn't necessarily about me. It's not about Melissa and this competition between her and I, or, and so I feel this freedom in my heart to just go, she's totally my sister in Christ. Mm. We'll all be in heaven together one day. But right now, you know, Jeremy has this beautiful testimony of how God got him through such a, a crazy hardship. And I want people to be encouraged and strengthened yeah. by that. Yeah. Wow. 
You guys are really good at, like, you guys have amazing perspectives. And you're better at talking than, than Sean or I, probably. No, that's not true. <laughs> it's just because you're asking the questions, so we were just responding uh, to questions. <laughs> I always love these podcasts, though, because sometimes I find myself so interested in the answer, and you guys will, like, finish, and I'm like, oh, I have to ask you another question. <laughs> I'm doing a podcast, so... Uh, but, <laughs> That's only sometimes, though, as she said. Only so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm curious. Can you guys tell us uh, the engagement story? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, have you Have you read it, or are you just want me to? I actually you... have it. Have okay. You? I, I need to hear it from okay, Jeremy's okay. mouth. Okay, I like this. Okay, you know, because of the situation, you know, I very much, uh, very early on, we didn't talk about. I was like, I'm not going to play games in this whole thing. I've been, you know, too much married. at stake. Yeah, too much at stake. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been through grief and into marriage and so I'm not playing games so at one point I started feeling that like guilty because we were actually you know I was liking her and I didn't should I do this or not and so I was like you know what I'm just gonna break it off you know with her so um oh no I, to, I know so I take her out I'm like hey we need to go out and, and talk and and she kind of knew something was up she told her I friend. did I had even told yeah. my friend that day I was like I not we hadn't I mean we weren't officially together but I was like I think Jeremy's gonna like, shut this down. Like, yeah. I just had a feeling, you know. Uh. So I decided to be romantic and take her to Applebee's. I was like, yeah, that's <laughs> so take her to Applebee's. And we go out and literally, you guys, the what came out of my mouth, she was sitting across the table from me. And I looked at her and I was gonna say, Hey, this is just not gonna work out. And I looked at her and said, Do you feel like you can marry me? <laughs> literally, and she literally says yes right away. And I went, Okay. I go, well, I actually came here to kind of break it off with you. It's going to work out. But that didn't come out of my mouth. So I literally, that came out of my mouth. And here's the deal because I was, like, my personality is, I don't know if you guys do the Enneagram, but I'm an eight with a seven weight. So, which that is, like, the the challenger, confrontational, but also fun guy, too. But I'm very much mm-hmm. like, you know, you're like, uh-huh. And so I looked at her, and she, if she would have said or delayed her response, I would have been like, I'm out. Like right away but because she actually said yes i knew that okay this is serious like we actually like each other so that was kind of not how we got engaged but kind of how we got engaged i was gonna say was that <laughs> the official like, like were you engaged moving forward no, no we no. just kind of looked at each other like what the heck we're like, is happening? <laughs> <laughs> like trying to eat our what food we we're like uh, uh, uh. So wow we got engaged i think six months later yeah. or something like that but uh with an actual official engagement yeah. okay yeah. How to make it like special still. You know? Hey, I know we already did this, but here's your ring. Have amazing careers. Um, and tour a lot. You travel a lot. I'm curious how you balance that while having three kids, while keeping marriage as a focus. That's not an easy thing to do. No, for sure. Uh, for one, she's awesome. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I think for me, it's keeping, keeping the main things, the main things. And what I mean by that is for me, the main things are my marriage and my kids and obviously my relationship with the Lord. And so if those three things are functioning and healthy, then I feel the freedom to do things outside of that, you know? And so even practically, like on a daily basis, I'll just do even a practical checkpoint in my head. I'm like, okay, are the kids taken care of? any responsibilities taken care of. And as soon as I can check those boxes, then I feel the freedom to pursue writing or singing or doing something that's a little bit, in a sense, me focused, I guess. Um, And I think, you know, essentially as well is 
I'm really prayerful about the things that opportunities, because obviously, I mean, as you guys know, there's so many opportunities that come our way and it doesn't always necessarily mean every one of those opportunities are what we're supposed to be doing. And so I, I'm really just prayerful, like, God, you've got to show me if I'm supposed to be doing this. And then I think for me, if I know he has showed me and given me the green light, then, then I'm, I'm all in, you know, but if he doesn't give me that, then I just have this hesitation and I don't feel the freedom to kind of dive fully right in. So I think those are kind of my little indicators, I guess. Well, I think too, we're, we make sure that everyone feels included. She had to tell me one time, she's like, Hey, uh, you got to tell me what's going on on the road. Cause she would hear things that are awesome that happened that she heard from somebody else. So like, she's like, what did you tell me? <laughs> like, I don't know. I just moved on to the next thing, I guess. You know, I'm just a typical guy. And so, you know, I had to learn that that's not how she operates and she wants to feel like she's a part of what we yeah. do. And so we've made, you know, I made her and made the kids a big part of what we do. And so they'll say, she'll say, Hey guys, dad's sharing Jesus in front of a bunch of people tonight. Let's pray for him. And just so you know that God is, is using you and you're going to have rewards in heaven because you let your daddy go out and share these yeah. things. Now, we also do take our kids with us a lot and my family with me a lot. Mm-hmm. So it's not like we are always separate. I mean, we've made a very intentional time for us as a family. Yeah. I would say at least 50% of the time that I'm gone, mm-hmm. they're with me. You know what I mean? At mm-hmm. least. And so it's important that we do things together um, so they feel a part of it. But when they're not, we just make sure they still feel a part of it. Yeah. So. Sean, uh, Sean went on tour, I guess three months after we got married. Yeah. Um, the day after we got married, I, we had to fly out to Oakland and I started football training camp. Um, I never, never signed with the Colts, Jeremy, but I got to go to, I I went to mini camp and got to play with like Vinatieri and all the boys. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, but it was easily the hardest mm-hmm. time in our marriage, her being on tour, because she's, we're on completely different wavelengths. She's like, when you're on tour and in front of thousands of people every night, you're living the life. You're like, you know, it's like this weird, it's like this weird high that you're on essentially. And I'm sitting at home. I couldn't go with her. So I'm like, I, I just got cut from an NFL team and I'm on the, right. you know, the, the slumps. And uh, I think she, it's so good that you, intentionally share the good things that go on because I think, I think we got so disoriented that Sean almost felt guilty sharing the good things because she knew that I was like, you know, bumming at home. Um, and so I think we've definitely matured past that, but Mm -hmm. I, that the touring and and traveling that, that can be very, very tough. So kudos to you guys. Yeah. I I think when you know that you're in it together, yeah, yeah. you know, and so I yeah. think for us, it was like, we've got to keep Include each other. Yeah. And just keep this a team thing. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and then acknowledge the sacrifices that you're each making, yeah. you know, cause in a mm-hmm. sense, like I'm making sacrifices, holding the home front down and I'm missing out on all these incredible things. And, you know, Jeremy's going to so many different countries and I'm, I'm like, Paris. Oh my gosh, I <laughs> want to go there, like, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but he acknowledges the sacrifice I make, but then in a sense, he's making sacrifices too, because he's away from the kids. And so yeah. like, he's missing out milestones and he's missing yeah. out rad conversations and memories that I get to make with them. And so just mm-hmm. knowing like we're in this together and it requires both of us. It's, it's a cost on both accounts. Yeah. You know? I think you have to, that's one thing is that if you point that one person has it better than the other, or whatever, mm-hmm. or vice versa, whatever that yeah. may be, one has worse than the other, that's when the conflict arises because that won't get you anywhere. You gotta, you gotta mm-hmm. acknowledge the good and what the person is doing. Breach. Um, 
So you guys have been married 16 years? Yeah, yeah. So to, that's amazing. How long have you been married? Uh, four years tomorrow. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Nice. So we're getting there. We're getting there. Um, but I'm curious because you guys have been married 16 years. I mean, just talking about four years, the amount of highs and lows you go through yeah. in a relationship, the things you learn, the trials you go through. What, what are some of those overarching lessons you've learned for the highs and for the lows? What do we have to look forward to years four to 16 <laughs> <Yeah>. in marriage? <laughs> well, <laughs> there's so much. <laughs> First of all, that's the whole thing is that you'll realize what we were saying is that everyone goes through these things. Yeah. And when you start to open mm-hmm. up and start being transparent, you're like, oh, okay, we're not alone. We're not mm-hmm. crazy in our marriage, you know? Um, but conflict resolution is a massive part of it with mm-hmm. communication. And it's learning how, yeah, as you know, it's learning how, they, how each person, um, how they tick and how they deal with things. I have to process. She wants to deal with it right away. I can't because I have to process. And so in the beginning, I'm like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. Let's talk this through now. So she, she would think that, oh, he's not as That's committed. literally us. I'm like, yeah. I need to know. And he's like, I need my space. Yeah. Totally. Well, in the beginning as well, I, I processed him needing space as him not being as committed. Like Mm -hmm. it felt like rejection to me because I was like, okay, we're going through this hard thing right now. This is where I need you to show in our conflict, like that Mm -hmm. you're the most committed. And, and I had to sort of shift the way that I was thinking through that because I realized he was committed, but he needed the space to think through how he felt about things and how he was going to process some of that stuff, you know? Yeah. Because if she pushed me too much, then I would actually get more and more upset and it actually would be very volatile and be like, yeah. You know, we just had this conversation. We just had this guy. But so this is what you have to do. So we have a marriage counseling here. So this is what you have to do. <laughs> Basically, you know, I have to, understand and she has to say can you at least tell me that you will talk through this you know yeah. soon and not like mm. you know don't sweep it under the, the rug. rug and i have to yeah. acknowledge yes i will and she has to acknowledge i can't deal with it right now and I, if i tell her hey you need to quit pushing me right now then she has to she needs to stop you know yeah. what i mean but we have to acknowledge both like hey you need to stop and, and she's like are you going to deal with it eventually <laughs> yes that's, that's a big, massive part of conflict resolution and i think too communication there's a couple things too that i will I'll tell you guys that we've learned is and it's, it's in the book too but you know don't tell each other that you're okay if you're not and so what that means is like i'll give a practical small thing like i say hey, i love how you're looking over you guys are so cute <laughs> this, you guys are awesome. hang out of course or something. yes please <laughs> please so, you know she would if i would say hey can i go out with my friends and she if she didn't want me to because she felt like we needed to connect then she needed to say, actually, I'd rather you not. And I have to understand that she's not being ungracious or not wanting me to hang out, that she actually in her heart is like, I need to connect. But if she if she says, yeah, go ahead, but then expects me just to, to, to read, read her mind, mind that yeah. Yeah. known or just should have yeah. known that I, you know, we needed to have time. It's like, we don't think that way. You tell me that, hey, no, I don't. And if you're okay, then I'm gonna go and I'm gonna have the freedom to go and not wonder if you're sitting there at home frustrated with me. Because what happens is a lot of people will be like, yeah, yeah, it's all good. And then they start mm-hmm. seeding inside. Yeah. And then that little tiny root will start to grow. And then pretty soon everything that you do 
apart from your spouse, like, I'm going to go to the store. Like, oh, you're always going away from me. Like, it just starts mm -hmm. becoming irrational because you've grown this gross mm -hmm. root of bitterness and resentment. And so don't tell the person you're okay if you're not. You have to tell the person they cannot read your mind. Totally. Wow. I think for me as well, one of the things that I had to learn is I can't rely on Jeremy for my emotional well-being. Yeah. Like I have to find my value in Christ. I have to find my worth in who Jesus thinks I am. Yeah. Because if I'm looking to Jeremy, who's awesome but totally flawed, really? then, then it's just that. <laughs> I'm going to get frustrated with him. I'm going to put unnecessary pressure on him to read my mind, to know where my heart is. And that that's essentially unfair on him. And he can't do that anyway. We were never meant to complete each other. Yeah. You know, I think mm -hmm. there's this sort of narrative in our culture of like, you complete me and we get married and we live happily ever after. And it's <laughs> not true at all. It's like, okay, you've got two imperfect people. Now you're going to start rubbing the heck out of each other. Do you know what I mean? And find all the things that you disagree on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you've got to find this middle ground. But I think also knowing that the beauty of marriage is knowing each other's weaknesses and still loving each other past that. Yeah. And so it's like for Isn't that us, Jesus? That's Jesus. You know, I mean, <laughs> totally. It's like, you know, 16 years of marriage in, for us, we're looking, I'm going, Jeremy's literally seen me at my worst and has still chosen to love me. And it's like, we've done things to hurt each other. We've said things that are hurtful. You know, we've, totally done things we regret mm -hmm. um, and and we've had to work through forgiveness and stuff and even like jeremy said it's like you've got to keep your heart soft towards each other you can't let that root of bitterness come up yeah. because hardness isn't something that happens overnight and really the breakdown and divorce in marriage happens because our hearts become so hard it's like irreconcilable differences mm. you know and so for us, I think we've just learned to have to deal with those things. Like, don't let a root of bitterness creep up and don't let your heart get hard. And even if you have to ask God to give you supernatural love for each other, I mean, there's times that I'm like, I don't like Jeremy very much right now, <laughs> you know? And, or I mean, even further than that, more than just not like, it's just going, I don't even know. Like, I have no ounce of love in my heart whatsoever from him right now. I'm hurt. I feel like my heart is hard. And I've literally got on my knees and just gone, Jesus, you are supernatural. You're bigger than me. And you can give me the things that I need to love because love is really ultimately supernatural. It was God's idea in the first place. And so to go to him and say, God, I need you to give me what I don't have. And I can't tell you, like, he's done it. He's helped us forgive. He's helped us move past um, hurts into yeah. where we really genuinely love each other. We're best friends. And I'm stoked to be married for however many more years, right. you know. <laughs> <laughs> Can you guys write a book or something? Like about marriage, well, maybe? Okay, Aidy, yeah. I love how you did say in one of your interviews uh, that you don't you don't need Jeremy as much as he thinks. Yeah. You, no. you <laughs> Freaking classic. But you guys have had an epic 2020 so far. Mm -hmm. So let's see. In February, I Still Believe Memoir was published. March, the movie came out. And then just last week... Uh, this April, you guys have published your book together called In Unison. Can you tell us about that? You've already shared so many amazing marriage tips, but I would love to talk about the book. Yeah. So basically, I mean, you know, a lot of what we're sharing is in the book, but like, I think the reason why writing this is we all need as much tools as we can get um, in any part of life, but in, in marriage, you need the, the best amount of tools to walk into this because 
you know, a lot of times we go into marriage and we might go through counseling and people talk, but you don't really, you're kind of in la la land at first and it's just the chemistry's there and everything's kind of infatuation. So you're almost like, we're not going to deal with that. So you don't actually think about it and process through it. Um, but I think this book for me was one of those things saying, okay, we both went, how can we provide the best tools mm. possible that we know? Not that we've figured out marriage. I know we have a perfect marriage at all by any means, but how can we provide the best tools of what we've learned? And I think, you know, ultimately the biggest thing is, is people go into marriage and they have this disillusionment that they're going to fulfill all my needs that we were talking about, you know, and that's why she was saying, I don't need you as much as you think I do, <laughs> you know, <laughs> because she's like, Jesus is the one that provides all my needs. And I think people get into marriage and they have this kind of expectation that, man, everything's going to be great. And they're going to fulfill my needs, me, 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 me. And then all of a sudden they're like, well, I'm not happy. You're not doing your part. So I'm going to move on. Or you're not letting me fulfill my dreams. And so I'm going to move on. And it's like fully contrary to what Jesus says about marriage. And, you know, I think for us, you know, we're learning so much still, but I think the massive thing is, and you've kind of touched on it uh, in this book is just going, you cannot do marriage without Jesus. Yeah. And you can't do marriage without putting Christ first mm -hmm. in your life and realizing that he is the provider of all of your needs yeah. and your spouse is not. And it doesn't negate our responsibility, you know, Andrew, like as a husband is to go, you know, oh, I don't have to do my part because it's all about Jesus and he provides all our needs. It's not that. <laughs> but when you're spending time with Christ, the, the fruits of the spirit naturally overflow from your life and you will do what Christ has called you to do, to lay down your, your life before, you know, your wife as Christ laid down his wife life for the church. And so, um, those are natural outpourings of, you know, spending time with Christ. So yeah, anyway, there's so many, there's so many things. That's why it's like, you talk about, yeah. You know, I think our, our heart behind it was just going, we just want to, we want to change the world around us, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's not like we have it all together by any means, but just going, Hey, these are the things we've learned. Mm -hmm. We want to be honest and transparent and just go, we, we've struggled with these things and this is how we got through it. And just with hopes that that would impact other people's lives and marriages yeah. and give them tools to not give up, you know? So, well, we even yeah. talked about, we were talking to uh, somebody who has a podcast that's mostly for singles. And we're like, this is for singles as well, because prepare yourself. You know what I mean? Totally. Like, Everybody mm -hmm. needs that. Everyone needs relationship that. Tools, well, because yeah, so. we went into marriage too. And I feel like that what we've done is that, you know, with our parents, we've taken the good and spit out, things that were like, yeah, that's not a good element of, of <laughs> or friends of ours that were like, oh, I love that. Do not like that at all. You know what I mean? Like, that's <laughs> not going to. And I think that we've always, we've been very, in a sense, hopefully trying to be teachable. Not that mm -hmm. we've always maybe uh, acted upon it right away, but we've, we've wanted to watch the things and grow from people. Um, and we have people in our lives too. We talk about, you know, have people in your life that, that you're real with, totally. you know, because once yeah. again, don't wait till it's too late because yeah. we've had so many friends that, that have gotten divorced and they come to us and you're like, we had no clue. And they've already for, for five years or whatever, had this very volatile relationship and they've been bitter towards each other. And their heart is so hard that they're like, you know what, I've already made my mind up. Like we're trying to counsel them mm -hmm. through it. Like basically we've already made our mind up. And that doesn't mean that it's impossible. God can break through any barrier, you know, and wall. But most, most of the time they end up getting divorced. And it's very sad because they've already, they waited too long. So this is one of those, yeah. don't wait too long. Here's a tool to help walk through those things. Yeah. Um, where can people pick up in unison? 
Um, really, right now, the best because everyone has Amazon. Amazon yeah. <laughs> True. Noble, <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah Marshall Noble. I mean, any online retailer. Yeah. I mean, you can go to the stores eventually, um, but don't go yeah. right now. Um, but yeah, Amazon really is the, yeah. the best one to go to. Eighty, so. as I understand it, um, this isn't the first book you've written. We actually share something in common. I wrote a children's book as well. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So yours is called Even Me. Is that right? Yes. Nice. Mine's called You Are, but I'll have yeah. to check those out. Yeah, I, yeah. Kind of, yeah. It's actually probably uh, sounds like a similar concept, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, talk, talking about the, the hardening of the hearts, I was reading um, a book recently and it talks about, it's kind of interviews like elderly couples and it talks about how quickly the rift can occur where it's like, you know, if there's, even if it's a small dispute, to the two parties, if they don't resolve it or have the intention to resolve it, as you, as you were talking about, you know, they go to their separate friend groups or community, whatever it is. And if it's not a strong community, a lot of times the people will just like kind of be the yes man of like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that he did that. Or I can't believe that she did. And then it like reinforces that, oh, I've been wronged and they're, they need to apologize. So anyway, I think it's, I think it's a really good thing you guys are talking about in the book and I appreciate you sharing that. Um, do you want to do? Yeah. Do it. Okay. A little more lighthearted. Um, <laughs> we have the three questions. So three questions that we ask every couple, but you have to choose who goes first without knowing the question. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, okay. So this will end positive, I promise. But 80, what is your biggest pet peeve with Jeremy? Um, <laughs> that he doesn't do the dishes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Classic. <laughs> okay. Now, Jeremy, your biggest pet peeve with 80. Um, what is my biggest pet peeve with you? Um, I don't know. I, that's, that's, why is that so hard? You know, what's hilarious, Jeremy. What? Every time we do this, the girl uh-huh. has the one. Girl on knows the the guy's always like, and, uh, and the guy, nothing. either, either they just don't think about it that much or they play this like political game where they're like, well, I don't want to pay for I'm this later. So. <laughs> and I actually love, I don't know if you're aware of this, but we've seen it from the husbands before where their immediate reaction is, Oh, I don't know, babe, what is my pet peeve <laughs> yeah. for you? Uh, I would I, I to say, honestly, um, we have a tendency, like when we go on the road and come home, she leaves all her stuff out. Um, I do. In, uh-huh. in I the take bedroom. Like weeks she takes forever. Oh, same. <laughs> and it drives um, me a little crazy. Totally. Yeah. It's the worst thing in the, Oh my gosh. It's the worst having to unpack. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, so part two, now, Jeremy, you have to go first. Okay. What do you love the most about Haiti? I love her. I shared this last night because we had a thing at the table with all of our kids, and we shared the things that we love about each other, which was really good Whoa. and encouraging. That's cool. And what I said about her is that I've never met anybody who is so um, in her pursuit for godliness and her pursuit with Jesus to say, Lord, please show me the things in my heart that aren't right. Um, she constantly is asking the Lord to open up. It's, it's what David said, search me, O God, and try me and see if there be a wicked way in me and renew a steadfast spirit within me. I really feel like that she does that, and I love that about Now, 80, <laughs> what do you love the most about Jeremy? There are lots of things. Yes. Right. <laughs> um, I think Jeremy has a very strong personality, and a lot of people know him for his big personality. And I think what is equally attractive to me and beautiful to me about him is he has 
the same strength on the opposite spectrum when it comes to his sensitivity to the Lord and that he listens to the voice of the Lord and he's sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit. And so I don't have to ever worry about him. I don't know, just getting off the rails or whatever it is. It's as much as he's all in and passionate and strong, but he really does. His heart is to be in line with the Holy Spirit and to just have that sensitive um, heart towards him. And I, I absolutely love him because it, it makes me feel safe. It makes me feel like I can trust him and there's the safety in it, you know? Mm-hmm. I love you that. You guys are great. Okay. Best piece of, of uh, relationship, you're great. <laughs> Best piece of relationship advice or marriage advice that you've either been given or would give based off your experience. Um, I'll give a funny one first. Is that cool? Okay. Yeah, yes. that's great. My dad always said, a happy wife is a happy life. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yep. Good. Um, Gosh, I'm trying to think. I think one of the, if I have to think about the earliest piece of marriage advice that I heard was that in order for there to be an argument, somebody has to be selfish. And I just remember hearing that and just going, oh, wow. Okay. So I get to play a part in this of whether or not I'm going to be selfish or unselfish to keep this argument going. And I think if I, if I think about it, it sort of set the tone for how I view conflict of just going, okay, I can either be a finisher or I can keep this thing going, you know? So I think mm-hmm. that, yeah. Um, I, think, I like that a lot. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Uh, I think mine is basically the whole, I, I heard this from a bunch of friends, don't let the sun go down on your anger. Mm-hmm. And at first mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I realized like what happened, you know, cause I, a lot of times I'd be frustrated cause I didn't want to deal with it, you know, like, and I'd roll over frustrated and I'd wake up and then sometimes I wake up and be really just hard right away. Like it all of a sudden I just, there was nothing, no tenderness in my heart. And so I really understood that it's just saying, it doesn't mean you have to resolve it right away, but at least be like, Hey, I love you. Let's just, we'll, we'll deal with this tomorrow. I don't want to deal with it right now. At least kind of Mm -hmm. give some kind of leeway. Cause I understood that like, that's why it says that because your heart naturally even almost like when you're asleep, it's like, you know, like you have yeah, dreams keep, about, keep the I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I love all of that. And I mean, again, just write a book or something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you guys, if anybody wants to find you, where can they find you? We will put all of the information in the description below, but this is kind of your opportunity to just, if there's anything you want people to know, the book, the movie, yeah. your guys' foundation, if you guys want to talk yeah. about that, awesome. um, run with it. Okay, sweet. Yeah, so Instagram, uh, Jeremy Camp official, and then AD Camp, uh, Facebook, jeremycamp.com, Jeremy yeah. you know. Uh, Spotify, same thing, Jeremy Camp, and then AD, just on Spotify. I'm trying to think what else there is. So the movie is right now, because it was in theaters, I still believe mm-hmm. theaters March 13th, of course theaters closed down, the hard thing is it was the number one movie in America on Friday night um, when Crazy. it first came out. So it was just kind of like, amazing. Hey, but, uh, like, so you yeah. just know what's <laughs> like, okay, Lord, how do you gauge what's, what's happened? Um, but it's on, you know, any video on demand, mm-hmm. like Amazon, you know, Prime Video or Amazon Video, Google Play, Apple TV, anything that's that. Um, mm-hmm. That's right now it's out. People should check it out because they're stuck at home and it's just a really good time to discuss some of the deep elements of that. Yeah. Um, our book in unison, of course, Amazon mm-hmm. um, is the best. <laughs> Barnes and Noble, all that. 
Mm-hmm. And then, yes, Speaking Louder um, is a ministry that we started years ago that I go overseas and basically do these evangelistic outreaches. But we try to make it a threefold thing. It's um, going to, uh, like, went to India recently, and we did a you know full scale, 16,000 people showed up. You know, Uganda, we had 35,000 people show up, but we also build homes and we built a medical facility in Uganda. Uh, we have kind of network of resources that we put together for these, you know, churches, local churches that we have this kind of conference for the event. So it's very much not just like, we're gonna play a concert and share the gospel and that's it. It's, hey, mm-hmm. let's build a hospital, let's build homes, let's have a, a conference for the leaders and encourage leaders in the area. So that's been incredible. We had to cancel yeah. our Georgia. We had one in Eastern Europe in Georgia we were oh, going yeah. to, but yeah. had to cancel it. But um, yeah, it's, that's what, that's just what we do. Like yeah. we, we have a heart for missions. It's a massive part of what uh, we want to step into more and more as, as we move on. So yeah, it's just sharing hope and then leaving yeah. something tangible behind, you know? Yeah. Wow. I love that. Wow. Well, we had a blast with you guys today. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you both for your music. Thank you for the live streams. Thank you for shaving your sideburns, Jeremy. <laughs> and uh, if you yeah. guys, if you guys want to find out more about their book uh, that they wrote together called In Unison, you can find that in the show notes down below. But it was a real pleasure talking. So thank you. Thanks thank so you, guys. Much, you guys. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah you guys are All right, real quick for all of those listening out there, we don't ask for a lot of favors, I don't think, babe, do we? No. But we're going to ask you a favor today, all right? If you're listening to Couple Things Podcast on Apple Podcasts specifically, will you please do us this short, quick favor? We want to make sure you're staying up to date with our show, and Apple's latest iOS update has paused downloads for many listeners, and some of you have expressed our latest episodes aren't being recommended to you on Apple Podcasts anymore. So here's how to make sure you're getting your episode. And again, this is for Apple Podcasts specifically. Open up that podcast app on your iPhone. Search Couple Things and tap Our Shows icon. And then in the top right corner, you might see a plus follow symbol. If you do, tap it to resume following the show. If you get a prompt to, quote, turn on automatic downloads, say yes. That way... You'll get all of the episodes. Thank you so much, guys. We're so glad this update was brought to our attention because we want to make sure we're reaching as many of you as we can. Love y'all, and we really appreciate you doing this.